This is Talking to the Dead with Janet Cubitt. I'm your host, Joe Oliva. Let me introduce you to the star of the show, who never stays on topic, <laughs> Janet Cubitt. Hello. <laughs> it's not your fault, but you never stay on topic. Yeah, kind of true, right? I guess talking to spirit has is, is given me a bit of a weakness there. I don't know if I ever stayed on topic, but uh, certainly since they've been interjecting, it's it's a very hard thing to do. <laughs> yeah. So just so people know, we're recording on the same day, but in last week's episode, because we released them every Wednesday, Robin Williams popped by unexpected. And so I, I didn't really have a chance to prepare any questions for him. Um, but I don't think I needed to. I don't think I really need to do a lot of prep for this show. No, lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> Me either. And that's the crazy thing is just going into <laughs> it, just really like having no idea. But I find that's, you know, that's what it is being a medium. There, there isn't anything I can plan ahead for. I just have to kind of take it as it comes. Yeah, just so people know, um, I'm, I usually say this at the end, but I'm going to say this now. If you are enjoying this YouTube show, it's also on Instagram TV, it's on Facebook video, uh, and it's on every major podcasting platform. Um, help the show out by sharing. It helps a lot. If you just know a friend that you think might be interested in it, just just send it to them and say, I found this particular episode interesting, whatever, and then we'll do the rest once they see it. Hopefully they will like the show. But uh, it really helps us out to grow the uh, the fan base, as we can call it. Yeah, and to get the messages out there. I mean, that's one of the things I think we're finding with doing this um, this series is that the messages that are coming forward are just so profound and real and right. needed. And um, so it's actually funny that, again, that you chose to intro that way. Um, or sort of take that from the ending and put it here. Because to be honest, as we were on the little bit of a break that we took, the mood started to shift a little bit for me from the last episode. And what I was starting to sort of get the sense um, of was spirit wanting to come forward to sort of address that idea of, of us needing to hear um, these messages at this time. And actually, as I say that... We are shifting into channeling mode. Um, so give me one moment. Yeah, so just so people know, we did actually prepare an episode today. Uh, <laughs> but Robin Williams interjected, as he often used to on Earth, and just sort of took over the episode, episode 10. Now episode 11, I said to Janet off camera, I said, are you ready for this topic we prepared? And she said, I have a feeling it's not going to go that way. So... <laughs> I don't know any more than they do about who's going to pop in. Right. Well, at this point, um, I'm feeling my own guide, um, whose name is Myrtle, and we've introduced her earlier on in this in the series. Yes. Um, she says that they, so they are stepping forward at this time. Um, the feeling. I'm just sort of wanting to describe the feeling. It's a very sort of. A, I get the word sobering feeling. I'm not even entirely sure I understand what that means, but I get this sense of it's a very sobering sort of moment for them. Um, she says, we know, we know the toll that is being taken at this time in the evolution of humanity. 
she says we see and we feel what you are enduring or experiencing at this time. And she says as much as there is an underlying current of hope and peace as we move forward through the evolution of the human race, this time, this particular time in humanity, indeed is a challenging one. Know, my friends, that we are with you. We are with you in spades. We are with you en masse. You are not being left in the lurch, so to speak. So even as the walls begin to crumble, as the towers begin to collapse, know that we are supporting you and that indeed, my friends, they will be rebuilt. Better, stronger, more lasting, and with greater peace. In love and light, my friends. Amen. So there we go. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Myrtle, Myrtle the Greek made an appearance. I love it. Yeah. There's, I mean, we've talked about, uh, you know, possible other, other topics for episodes too. And one of the big things, of course, going on in the world right now is the coronavirus. Um, there is a lot going on politically. There's a lot going on in terms of, you know, civil unrest and um, discrimination and just all sorts of different issues are just really being highlighted and being kind of ripped apart at the seams right now. And that's hard. That's hard. And again, as Myrtle says or said, that underlying current for me, at least that I'm able to hold on to and to stay connected with for the most part <laughs> is one of positivity. It's one of um, new growth and rebuilding and, and things that she sort of referenced. Um, but some days it gets hard to hold on, you know, when you see what's going on around you and you see, you know, for me personally, and you know, I'm not a, a politician or I don't speak to politics typically, but seeing some of the leaders that we have at this time, it's disheartening. And honestly, it's scary. I personally right. find it scary. Yeah. Um, but underneath that fear is that uh, that current of, of energy, of positivity, of regrowth, of all of those good things. So hopefully we can all just kind of hang on to that and, and trust and know that spirit are surrounding and supporting us at this time, even though things sometimes look bleak. I just get sort of the, the idea of like the dark before the light or it's darkest before the sun rises is how they're sort of saying it to me right now. Right. The dark before the dawn is kind of an idea I'm getting right now. Or the, the storm, how the, the, there's always a rainbow after a storm. These are just some sort of messages or analogies, I guess, that are kind of popping forward right now. Um, so, yeah, I think we just need to hold on. Hold on for now. Keep holding on. So that was a very um, sort of somber and intense message. Totally not at all what we were going to talk about today. <laughs> no, but I think we're, we should continue with it. Okay. Yeah. If you're, if you're game. 
Um, so I know that you can call Myrtle back at any time. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe she'll just pop back in. Um, so I wrote some notes down while you were speaking. You said it's a sobering uh, moment. Um, and then she said, we see and we feel what's happening. This time is a particularly challenging one. Um, walls crumbling, towers collapsing. I think sometimes people shouldn't panic. I think sometimes she talks metaphorically, right? Yeah. The, walls, the walls could be the, the walls that are dividing us as humans. Yes. Yes. The towers could be people's egos. Um, and then you talked, you talked about, I think that's sort of where she left off. And then you talked about coronavirus, polish it. How did, how did Robin Williams say it? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Politics. Polish that was it. brilliant. Polish it. That's brilliant. I like that. Yes, and he was brilliant. And you talked about civil unrest. So maybe the, I don't even know if the question is for Janet or for Myrtle or anyone else that wants to jump in. What's the problem? She starts. Why are Why are we here? Why are we in this this place? I mean, everyone everyone thinks that they live in a unique time in history, but I really think that we live in a unique time in history. I know that people in 1705 thought that they were living in a unique time in history, and I guess maybe everyone is. Well, you know, as you sort of started first talking about it and, and asking, you know, why are we here? Um, Myrtle did sort of chuckle a little bit and you know not in, in, in any kind of offending way but just that um, the statement was now that's opening quite the can of worms um, <laughs> so one of the things that I have discovered through this whole process of, of discovering I can communicate with spirit and that spirit exists and and what would be um, potentially referred to as a soul awakening which is a whole nother topic and a whole nother experience to, to share about and get into. Um, it has challenged me in many ways to really, well, spirit's way of putting it was rewrite your way of being. Right. And it is um, a necessity, I think, in moving forward for all of us to really um, pull apart and re-examine how it is we exist um, in all ways, physically, mentally, emotionally, societally, is that a word? Yep, it <laughs> um, is. Structurally, um, everything needs to be pulled apart and put back together. Um, she also was um, intimating that, yes, we do live at a unique time, or we are living in a unique time in humanity. She says, However, all times in humanity, each are unique in their own way and are all of equal importance and value. She says, however, you are existing at a time of significant shift. So she's, she talks about how, or Spirit often talks about the idea of humanity or the human existence from an energetic perspective. Um, as the fact that we exist as energy. Everything that exists is energy. That's a scientific piece of knowledge, right? We all exist. Every, everything exists it, as a form of energy. 
And one of the ways that it has been explained to me multiple times by spirit is that the balance in the energy is off. Okay. So sorry, I'm hearing her at the same time and she's saying, yes, this is, this is the explanation to offer at this time. So she's kind of giving me the floor, but she's just saying that, yes, this is the way to approach this because it is a huge can of worms, right? right. That you open when you ask that question. Um, so the balance in the energy of this existence is off. There's too much dark and not enough light, or we could say too much negative and not enough positive would be maybe another way to refer to it. Um, so what is needing to happen is that the world is needing to shift its existence to come into a greater, more peaceful, easeful balance between the dark and the light. So when you, Joe, refer to ego, for me, my understanding, ego is a byproduct or, um, or, um, or it exists as a lower or darker energy. Right. Um, so when we're seeing the presence of all of these egos, I mean, a, a prime example is in politics and not in every case in politics, but right now it feels especially highlighted in politics is that sort of negative energy or egoic energy. Um, that is something that is needing to come back into balance when the lower vibration energy or vibration, sorry, <laughs> that vibrational energies are dominating, it's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. Um, and I think that that's what we are experiencing right now is that there's, there's so much egoic energy. There's so much negative energy. We're all really uncomfortable. Um, and so because we're uncomfortable, it is, it is the catalyst for change. Because if we're comfortable, we don't change things. We need Great to be, point. right? We need to be uncomfortable in order to affect change, to be inspired, Discom to be motivated to, to affect change. Discomfort is the catalyst for change. Was that Janet or Myrtle that said that? Um, that came from me. Wow, I said something sort of profound. Yeah, like I'm writing it down. <laughs> I'm writing it down. That's like, right? you know, when they say like, oh, here are the... Um, you know, quotes from um, Oscar Wilde or whatever. That's like, to me, that was one of your best quotes anyway. Oh, thanks. Well, the thing is, you know, and, and this is another thing Spirit says to me too, is that, you know, having that relationship with Spirit is not about um, becoming dependent on them. It's about them supporting you in your own personal growth so that you can grow and develop um, as your own spirit, as your own soul. Um, and that to me is what my soul awakening just sort of in a brief nutshell has been about um, there were periods of time where I relied on them what felt like 24 hours a day um, but I'm getting to a place now where I feel like that relationship um, educated me it informed me it changed me it changed my my physiology again another whole topic um, it changed me emotionally. It changed my entire well-being. It, it, it changed my perspective, my interpretation, my understanding. Yeah. And because of all of that, now I feel like I can more conf confidently, as Janet, um, speak to what I have come to believe to be true, um, to speak from a place of my own intuition and from a place of feeling and what are my thoughts and ownership and authenticity. Um, 
for myself as Janet. So we did have some questions that people have asked or submitted over time, but maybe we'll just sort of jump on them and see what happens and where it goes, okay? Okay. So the first one is, do you talk to spirit out loud or in your mind? Hmm. Good question. Yeah, and I know who asked that one. <laughs> My beautiful cousin asked that question of me at, at one point. Um, so for me, I do both. Um, I do speak aloud sometimes to spirit, um, especially I feel like if I really am feeling like I want to emphasize my point um, in the conversation, I will speak it out loud. But generally, my conversations or communication with spirit happens internally. So I'm going to sort of say within my being. And the reason I'm saying that is because... um, like we've talked about in previous episodes, sometimes I feel I'm hearing the information. Sometimes I feel like I know the information. So I'm sort of getting it through my mind or through my thoughts. Um, but also a lot of the time um, I'm feeling the information. So I'm feeling it in my body, literally sometimes. Um, and then also just sort of those senses or this those sensations that I don't know if they actually exist in our physical body or if, if it's in a subtle body or um, how that technically works, but just those feelings or sensations. So when I am, um, when I am writing, for example, that is all happening internally. I'm, I'm not having an allowed conversation. It's all happening internally. And then again, sometimes when I'm channeling spirit, I do channel them audibly. So like we've done in, in some of the previous episodes too, when we've had spirit come forward, then I actually will talk to them aloud. Um, yeah, so it's kind of, I think, a little bit of a mix of everything. Um, but the one thing that I do say to people all the time is that uh, sometimes spirit needs me in order to be heard, but they don't need me in order to hear you. Right. Or to hear anybody else. And often one of the times, or sorry, oftentimes one of the messages I do get from spirit is, is them coming forward and saying to, you know, their loved ones, for example, I hear you when you're talking to me and, and you're, you know, thinking about me in your mind and you're having those conversations, you know, at night before you go to bed or those times where you're, you're talking to me out loud, I hear you, I hear you. And they don't need me in order to hear you. But at this point, you know, it's sometimes they need uh, they need me or mediums or people who, you know, have developed their intuitive skills to be able to be heard or sort of more literally heard. Um, yeah. I would add to that because I've worked with you for a while on this now. Um, the mind is more cluttered. Like when you actually say something, you've sort of, I mean, I don't know how you how your mind operates, but mine, like I have different things I can say, but what I actually say has been chosen carefully right? yeah. <laughs> from among different thoughts. And I'm sort of editing as I go. I'm editing inside my brain as opposed to outside my brain. Yes. And so when you say it out loud, it has a little more emphasis, I think. Like if I tell you something, um, I've, I've thought about what I'm going to say. So in terms of uh, making it clear, Maybe to spirit out loud, I think it can work for that situation, for a different situation. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And something else that's coming forward is I do remember a time 
where um, someone that I was working with who I might consider a mentor, you know, talked to me about the idea of being extremely specific with spirit and needing to, um, you know, not talk about the negatives with spirit, but only talk about the positives. And, you know, it's funny because another thing that I've learned through this process is that everything grows, everything changes, everything develops. And what I would sort of say on that topic at this point is that there needs to be no fear in terms of how you connect with spirit. Spirit is connected to you internally. They know your negative thoughts. They know your positive thoughts. They know pretty much everything that's going on. So for me, unfortunately, when I look back on that, it's almost as if it instills another layer of fear. Um, you know, you say it again. Like, I feel like it instills almost another level of fear, maybe more specifically in terms of developing a relationship with spirit. For example, if you think that in order to connect with spirit, you have to learn a certain language, you have to have a certain verbiage, um, you can only talk to them this way, or you can only talk to them that way, um, that's restrictive. Right. And I feel like... Spirit is all knowing enough and wise enough and connected enough to our whole being that we can just be authentically ourselves. And so if we need a moment to rant to spirit and be angry with them or be angry about life or to feel defeated um, or any of those things that we feel, my feeling on this situation is that that's okay. Um, And that spirit are going to penalize us for it or they're not going to not answer our prayers because we didn't ask for them the right way um so the more i think on that i feel i janet from my experience just based on my experience feel like that may be a bit of an outdated um an outdated belief or a a protocol or way of doing things or idea um, now, I would be fascinated to hear what other intuitives um, or mediums feel on that topic. But um, I just think one of the things we need to do at this time in our evolution is start removing that fear, start removing the fear of spirit and from connecting with spirit. Um, we just get to be who we are. Connecting right. with spirit doesn't need you to be anything other than who you are. Um, so again, I think I'm sort of heading into other territory or going off on a, a different tangent, different, um, episodes. different episodes, all kind of transpiring at once, but to tie it back a little bit, my connection with spirit is internal. I believe all of our connections with spirit are internal and therefore you don't have to do things a certain way. You don't have to say it out loud to be heard. They're connected. They can hear us. Okay, next question. Okay. <clears throat> and I know the answer to this because we've talked about it before, and it's actually a pretty funny answer, I think. Oh, okay. But, but do you need to meditate in order to connect? <laughs> Tell them the yeah, truth. Yeah, you do know the answer to this one. <laughs> Be your authentic self. Tell them the truth. What happens to you when you meditate? Right. Um, I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every time? Every time. (laughs) You are not rested enough then. uh, I guess so. Well, I am a mother and I have two dogs. And yeah, so um, well rested is something I haven't been for a very long time. (laughs) Yeah. But 
Um, again, it's funny because this is another question that I think really ties into what I was just sort of going off on a tangent about. Um, and it's the idea that our spirituality is, is unique to each of us. Our relationship with spirit is unique to each of us. Um, there are a lot of people who would say that the only way to communicate with spirit is through a state of meditation. And right. meditation works for many, 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 many people. And that's amazing. And that's wonderful. Um, but I have come to believe that determining that relationship and how that relationship works even is very, very personal. Um, like, for example, I, I can't meditate without falling asleep. <laughs> so, you know, if somebody said to me, well, the only way you're going to ever communicate with spirit is to meditate, then I would have shut the door. I would have said, okay, sorry, can't do it. Going to shut her down. But instead, what happened to me is I created my own unique relationship. Spirit facilitated my own or our own unique relationship. Um, so I didn't have to meditate in order to, to have that connection or communication with them. So going back to what we said about um, do you talk to spirit out loud or in your mind, I think meditation, I mean, I'm not an expert at it by any stretch of the imagination but um i know it's about clearing your mind right so it's like yeah. i was saying about if you speak out loud you put a little more thought and editing into thought itself and i think that's just a way of sort of clearing your mind so that yes. you can think clearly right absolutely agreed and i do remember some of my um mentorship where it was referred to as the beta busy mind um and how to kind of quiet that mind and hone in. You're beta, B-E-T-A? I think it was beta. Uh, you're going to have to fact check this because I think it was beta busy mind was the reference. And then as opposed to going into, I believe it was an alpha state. I'm obviously not a very good student because I don't remember all this, <laughs> but <laughs> there was <laughs> the reference, I believe, to the alpha state, which is the more um, focused, I think more relaxed where you're able to quiet and calm that very busy mind where we've got all those thoughts going on. Um, and it is interesting because I, I do recall seeing other mediums and, and watching how they work. And sometimes they do use tools to get them into that sort of state um, where they can connect more freely. Like for example, um, I don't know if anyone's ever seen Tyler Henry. He's the um, Hollywood, Hollywood medium. So he's someone that people could could reference because he's actually on television and he always draws. Right. So he always has a pad of paper and a pen and he scribbles. And I guess as he's doing that, that allows him to focus and concentrate and sort of quiet that, you know, that monkey mind or that busy mind. You used to write more. I don't, don't notice you don't write as much anymore. Um, yeah, that was just a tool for me to sort of help organize my thoughts because um, you know, as much as, for example, you and I, when we're doing these shows, you and I are having a conversation. There's also other conversation happening for me. So right. I'm hearing other voices. There's other things going on for me at the same time. So typically what I would do in a one-on-one, -on -one, for example, is I would just have a, a notepad and pen. And sometimes I would sort of write down what I was hearing kind of in the back of my mind or that other piece of the conversation. Um, just to kind of get it out of my my head so that, number one, I could focus more on our conversation or my conversation with the person I'm receiving for, but also because they're giving me valuable information. And so then I can kind of go back to it and say, hey, 
this was also coming forward, even though it maybe wasn't what we were talking about in that exact moment. This is more information that is coming forward. So typically I would do that more so probably when I was doing mediumship than right. when I'm actually channeling. Right. Okay, next question. Can you talk to spirit anytime, anywhere? Again, I'm going to answer yes. Um, because there is that connection with them that exists all the time. Um, I used to say in one-on-ones when I was first, you know, learning and going through this is that I would say, oh, spirit are now present. And they would always correct me and say, no, 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 we're always present. Right. <laughs> it's just in this moment, we are stepping forward or we are making our presence known or making you consciously aware of our presence in order to deliver information or messages or to support or guide you in some way. Um, so my understanding again, from my experience is that, um, yes, spirit are there, they are present. And if you call on them, um, you can communicate with them. Um, yeah, for me, it's, it varies. I mean, they'll pop in and out all the time throughout the day. If, if I'm open to that, um, I have learned that if I would prefer to not have spirit interject, I have the option of saying that and the right to say that, and then they will sort of step out. Um, right. yeah, like sometimes I just ask a question and I'll get an answer or sometimes I'll be meeting with someone or, or talking with someone, um, on the phone and they want to deliver something. So they'll just kind of show up and I'll get my little tells that they're there and they want to deliver something. Um, there are other times where I very purposefully sit down with spirit and I'm like, okay, I need some information on something. I'm grappling with this in my mind or I'm trying to understand this better. And I will literally sit down and say, okay, let's have a conversation. Wait, are you talking about um, big emotional issues, let's say, or are you talking about, like, what should I have for dinner? <laughs> like, um, both. <laughs> <laughs> so, no joke. Like, there are times where I'll be, like, in the grocery store, and I'm, I'm horrible for making decisions, and I'll just kind of pause, and I'll be like, I don't know which shampoo to buy today. <laughs> Are you so, <laughs> can you just give me a little nod or nudge either way? Literally things like that all the way. But do they to, do it? Do they answer every time? Like they'll say pert or what a pearl or whatever the shampoo <laughs> is. Well, yeah, sometimes they'll just sort of give me like, or I'll get a sense or I'll sort of feel kind of drawn to something. Sometimes it'll be very, very clear. Like, yeah, pick up that one. Um, but yeah, it, it, it kind of varies. It's like such a trivial thing though. Seriously. Like it seems like, like, does it really matter? How does it impact your life? Which shampoo you choose? Well, again, I think it's the whole idea of perception as to why spirit exists and what they're here for. Like, are they supposed to be this big, like this big entity that only speaks to us when we're in trouble or when we need life lessons or you know, when they have to be profound and, and teach us and guide us and, you know, some people even think to control us. Um, or are they just there to support us? Like, maybe that one shampoo is going to give you dandruff. <laughs> right? And maybe this one is going to be better for your hair. Like, I think, again, that's another sort of traditional or old school way of thinking of spirit. 
another piece or part of their re reputation that really needs updating. Um, they're there to support and guide us. So why, why can't it be in small ways? Right. You know, why can't it just, why does it have to be just in these big ominous ways? It can be all the time. You know, another thing for me, like if I find, for example, if I'm feeling unwell or if I'm uncomfortable um, or something is, you know, sort of off in my body, I will ask them to help. Like, right. You know, if I've got a cough, I can ask them to help. Or if I've got a headache, I, this happens to me and I have a headache and I'll say, you know, I really pray for the sport of spirit to step in right now to help to alleviate or diminish the, the pain and discomfort that I'm experiencing at this time. And it works. I mean, again, that's another whole tangent we could go off on. But my point being is that they're not just there to dictate rules on how we should live. Um, they're there to support and guide us in, I believe, and from my experience in every facet of our being. Right. So something that I've sort of done recently, well, I would say the last year working with you is um, because I used to say to you all the time, like, do you think Myrtle might want to give some input on this or whatever? <laughs> now I don't care anymore because I know that like time means nothing to her or it's not like time for her. Isn't like what it is here. I know she's always available. So now yeah. I just, I abuse her time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what does Myrtle have to say? Get her in here. Right? Yeah. About this topic we're no, discussing here or whatever. Because she, of course, is stepping in and she says, you cannot call upon us too much or too little. Right. Simply follow your own instinct, your own intuition. If you feel the need in the moment to reach out for support, then do so. Um, she's also sort of saying, like, there's no penalty. Like, you can't call on them too much. It's not like a relationship that you can, like, overextend or call on too much. And I, I know, too, that one of the things for me is that varying times in my life, I will call upon them more than others. So sometimes now there are days where I really don't spend much time at all connecting. Um, or maybe, no, I think there's, there's some form of connection probably every day in some way, shape, or form. But there were times, and I think I had said this previously, where it felt like 24 hours a day. I was just reaching out and asking for guidance and support and information and, right. and, and learning and all of these things. So um, there's no rules. Um, it's just an innate knowingness. Just go with your gut. Go with what you feel you need. Create the relationship. So this is Myrtle stepping in. <laughs> Create the relationship um, based on you. And what you need, not what is dictated to you. Thanks, Myrtle. Cool. Another interesting episode of Talking to the Dead with Jan Kubik. We heard from Myrtle and we answered some of the questions that people have asked. We do have some left, so we'll probably do another part, part two or something like that to this episode. Cool? Awesome. Okay. Thanks for joining us. And don't forget to subscribe on whichever platform you're joining us on. Help spread the word by sharing and be sure to visit JanetCubic.com and sign up for her email list. Bye, Myrtle. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thanks for checking in.
I dare you to leave that in. 